The Daily Talk Show. Hi, everyone. It is episode 46. Yeah. I, and as as you said that, I just realised that I forgot to bring from the office the package that Michelle sent us. Oh, yeah. From London. Oh, that's annoying. It's... Mate, remember what she, she said in the letter? She's not from, from fucking London. Oh, well, outside London. Yeah. But, you know, my cousin lives in London. We, we live But out- he doesn't. He lives in Middlesex, which is fucking 45 minutes on a train out of London. Middlesex, for- is that the best part of the sex? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like saying... I live in Melbourne, but you're in Pakenham. You're not yeah. fucking in Melbourne. Yeah. You're outside of Melbourne. But you wouldn't bother saying if someone asks. I don't know. I'm, no. t- I'm trying to be international here, Josh. No, I like it. It's very uh, good. But we did get our first P.O. box uh, gift. Is that how you say it? First, first, P- our first P.O. box? First we got fan a, mail? We got a package. <laughs> we got a listener. I don't... Let's... Uh, fans, not listeners. No, uh, no, they're a listener. They're a listener. Yeah, for, uh, Friend of the show, yeah. Let's call friend, friend of the, of the show. show. I like Michelle. That. We loved it. We got two books, and thank you, Michelle. Awesome Greatly note. appreciated. Yeah, loved the letter. So send anything through. Yeah, I love that. That was the the last thing. Yeah, send up. more. It's like S- send hey, more. Uh, chocolate, preferably. Tommy, I got your birthday present. Oh, thank you so much. Can you send more? I'm just going to tell you. I've I've now got something. Del- I'm using your PO box for deliveries now. Can I guess what it is? What, yes. Is it the Frame IO T-shirt? <laughs> They're getting my one delivered too. So we're we're on a uh, we both use a subscription service which allows clients to be able to annotate on videos to provide feedback. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had the paid version for a little bit, and you've just upgraded to the paid version. Yeah. And I gave you a link. I said, <gasps> use this link because if you do, we both get a free t shirt. Yeah. And I, uh, which one did you get? I fade got the to black. fade to black. Yeah. So, fuck. What size did you get? I got medium. Ooh, yours is going to run a bit tighter than no, mine. No, nah, it's good. Mediums, it depends. I like, mean, if you've got no fat, like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a medium on someone who's looks good is great yeah uh uh, just a uh news bit of news for people i just saw a um on facebook this morning that essential oils can uh give you man boobs what do you mean well that's all i didn't just read the headline yeah i'm glad that i don't use essential oils but that's so no don't do soy milk or (laughs) essential oils you don't want to be a soy boy or essential oil. So they're boys. saying obviously the how you get man boobs is estrogen, increased production of estrogen, which usually causes man boobs. Yeah, which is what they say soy milk does. Mm-hmm. You got to be drinking a shitload of it. It's like the chili up and your um, you know, it chili no. ups your. Uh, I think it's a chili up, yeah. You know, <laughs> chili. Chili ups your metabolism, but it's so minute you'd have to eat too many chilies. But it's like adds to it. So my point is, you'd have to drink so much soy milk to become yeah. a soy boy. But I just don't want the risk. <laughs> I said that for Campton, yeah. soy boy. We'll uh, he'll, he'll enjoy that. What's, uh, what's been going on? Uh, mate, there is ever-increasing graffiti going up around Melbourne. And like, when I was... Did you notice this? You probably didn't. You know how we were on different wavelengths in terms of what we're seeing in our worlds because of what sure. we've been a part of. I wear glasses, as I think is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I used to sort of dabble, be into graffiti when I was younger. And so I noticed a lot of it. I oh, appreciate like tagging. It. Tags and pieces your ta- and murals. What was your tag? Oh, what did I write? It's just like a bunch of different stuff. Beta, B-A-D-E-R. 
I've got like a really. Data. You might see in some of my videos, my friend who um, took his life made me, and it's the last thing I feel like it's it's a thing, and yeah. I'm sentimental about it. Uh-huh. But it's a piece of paper that he used a pen to draw and write and do a little piece for me. And oh, it says cool. for my boy. It's like it's so fucking nice to have that. Yeah. And so I've got it up. It's like any of my videos on my YouTube channel, you can sort of see it on the wall in the back. Oh, that's cool. Um, and but, it was a stencil that he would... No, he just, no, he just freestyle. Drew. Okay, great. But I've been seeing like people writing company names. And I, it's, it's probably not guerrilla marketing, but some person writes Uber everywhere. <laughs> and every time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck, Uber. That's funny. One three cabs. One three <laughs> cabs. Is Someone's funny. been writing that's one good, three cabs. Yeah, that's a funny. I wonder if one three cabs can get in trouble for that. Well, guerrilla marketing, right? I mean, I was thinking. Imagine if you paid some dude. You can't. I had one fucker, Jacob, uh, from Humdrum. He, uh, I gave him another filmmaker. Yeah, I gave him some full stack film stickers. Yeah. I was walking with a client a few weeks later. And the client goes, hey, what's, is that, isn't that your logo? Jacob had put the fucking logo on a stop sign down in Collingwood, like a kilometre away from my office. On the front of the stop sign? Oh, yeah. On the red On the sta- no standing sign, yeah. Okay. So I look like a fucking <laughs> parasite. They actually classify. That would be graffiti, It is graffiti. Because a lot of taggers, or graffiti artists. Are just doing stickers now? Oh, well, they did. I know. I, I remember it was even popular back in the day when I was growing up. And they would just either get like um, blank ones, write a tag onto it, and then go around the city putting them up. What's the appeal? What was the appeal for you when you would? So I knew some really big, well-known taggers. What is it? What do you? So you're not referring to like well-known graffiti artists who are doing like really well, you know, gradients and like fucking spray can like. So there's they go between right. So there's there's. But pests. tagger, T- there's taggers that yeah. became really big, but then there was also, um, I guess what you'd call artists, more muralists yeah. that also became really big, but also tagged. And what was the, with the tag, what what would make a good quality tag? Oh, there was styles, and yeah, there's like definitely, I can't, I can't really explain it, but there is better tags than other tags. But quantity of your tag being around the city, it became like. You know, it's all about notoriety. Who who knows of this? And then there was like me as a young kid used to ride the trains and see all the tags and was thinking like, oh, who's that guy? And then you'd hear really? stories about, oh, you know, seventy k Instagram accounts. So now there's a guy named his tag was well, Break Stusso. Yeah, so this is mates, how I actually got onto. Really, Stusso gets into the graffiti scene. He's fucking all over that shit. So there was a guy when I was growing up. Called, uh, his tag was Break. Yeah. B-R-E-A-K and he would be everywhere he did tags but he also did murals yeah. and he was absolutely everywhere I found him through Stusso's page yeah. um, because he'd taken a photo of him and he got he got he got. I was talking to another guy um, another art, uh, artist from the art gallery next to my studio this week mm-hmm. and he was telling me about Break he punched out a person in the train yard a female police officer Fuck. and went to jail for six months. He probably would for doing that. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, of course. He had all these other charges. But this is a dude who's so passionate about writing a word that goes Fuck. to jail. So my point is, it's like so much more than just writing a word. These dudes think and is feel. He tr- like, is 
Well, like I think that when I was a kid, being in the SRC or school captain, mm. uh, these things were. This was on our fucking agenda, dealing with the graffiti, <laughs> and there was a huge. I remember pushing really hard for Sue Peddleston, the principal, to install security cameras because I was just fed up with it. Did you call her pedo? <laughs> Sue pedo? Sue Peddleston? Pedo? I'm sure she got a bit of that gear. <laughs> but um, do you think... Uh, do you, Like, what sort of person is doing it? Are they just a bit sort of... It, it, it's a world. So, uh, I wasn't going to mention it. The minimalists. That's yeah. a world to be in, right? Yeah. You, you've seen it. There's mm-hmm. almost like fandom around them. It's a subculture. It's a subculture. Yeah. And so graffiti is a subculture. That I knew a guy who got held up at Machete Point, Knife Point, by another guy who it was his train yard. He doesn't fucking own it. He just graffitis in the train yard on the side of trains. But this guy I knew was there to do graffiti on the trains and he said, you're not fucking coming in my yard. So they claim ownership over train yards. It's crazy, How isn't it? How fun's that? My old office had some uh, tagging done. It was just shit. Just like a big fucking uh, like... Junkies. BP. Yeah, is it like... I think there is a lot of graffiti around Collingwood where I, I'm pretty sure kids are off their face just squirting garbage on the walls. I saw when I was in that office... Uh, I was just sort of uh, my desk used to sort of look towards this sort of like fogged out glass that was sort Mm. of up a bit higher and uh, I just see this arm go up and then they've got like a fucking permanent mug and they start fucking tagging it. What was your response? So I was like, what do I do? So I just ran over and it was next to a door which we never had fucking access to and just fucking rattled the door a little bit and they, they ran out, ran away. But um, it's also, you think about it, it's pretty low. It's a low-level crime. Massively. But they, they are... I oh, saw so what I was getting at before was Auckland. Fuck all graffiti in Auckland. Yeah. In comparison to Melbourne. Melbourne, it's known for like one of the uh, biggest street art scenes in well, the world. Well, uh, uh, Ryan Nicodemus from The Minimus, we went around and were sort of exploring and he said it reminded him of Berlin. Yeah. So Wrecker, the artist who's got a show on in the art gallery next to my office, mm-hmm. he lives in Berlin and he lived there because of the art scene. It's huge over there. Yeah. But I think it's like, I th- I appreciate some of the tags, even though they're just like mess on a wall. And some people would be like, that's just fucking gross. Yeah. It's annoying and gross. But I'm actually enjoying, like as you talk about it, Yeah, there's a bit of me which is like, oh, this could be fun. Well, I used to sit on the train looking out the window at the graffiti all down the train tracks. And I remember at night there was times that we would like just walk the train tracks. Like from, we walked from... Did you ever do the train riding where you got jump on the back, whatever yeah, that's called? Yeah, back on. What's that called? It's, they call back it, on. It's called a back on. And you'd, in the back of the train, you'd literally jump onto the back of the train and hold on. And you've done that? Yeah, I have. What, what train line? Sandringham. Was it? Were you scared, shitless? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I felt like it wasn't that unsafe. I'm on a, like on this big bit, holding on pretty tight. Yeah, as long as you hold on, right? But you fucked if you fell off. Like I think about that. Oh. I think about my son doing it. I'm like, Shh. I mean, he can't. He can only just start walking. So well, the good thing is trains nowadays uh, have lost the back of them that oh, was really? more 
so now they're less conducive to even be able to hold on to anything there. So they've they've sort of sh- shaped them in a way that the connector for when the trains come together mm. isn't like the old one. What's I remember m- once I ran up, so we went up to, so you, you'd hide like underneath the station. Yeah. And I would go up at the back of the train and we jumped up onto the back and I got the fucking fright of my life. The train horn in the back just uh-huh. went... But just rattled my brain. There was would. a guy in the back, so there was like, oh, so he saw you. He saw me. He saw us, and then he pressed it, and we fucking jumped off and shed ourselves and ran away. It just reminded me. So remember the guy that I was the, the people that would hold up people. You can't come in our yeah, train yet. Yeah. These same people used to get the key, and it used to be called. They, they, so there's all this terminology. It was called like the guardy. The guardy. What was that? What's that stand for? The guardy. It would be like the guards, like the security guards. Like they were referring to the back of the train, so where, the, like almost the like where you sit to drive the train. Yeah. But at the back. Okay. They'd call it the guardy. We've got the guardy key. So some of these dudes had the key to get in through the train carriage into the bit where you drive the train. What would they do with it? So because the back of the train has the front of the train, so it's just like. You know, it's not doing a U-turn. It just goes to the end of the line. Yeah. The driver gets out, walks to the end and jumps in the front again. So then drives back the other way. So one's always empty. And so people would get in there and put their tag up on the blind that you'd pull down. And so wow. it was like, it was notable to get your tag on that blind. Would you? Did you ever get any really good spots? I got into the Guardi with some people that had a key once yeah. when I was just out on the tray. I never, I never tagged on the back of, like on the blind mm-hmm. but we used to come to smith street to get it was like the only one of the only locations you could come to get permanent ink this special type of ink what do you mean so like <laughs> office work star like or- there was a news agents that would sell specific ink that was called black top ink and would you like paint it on now nah, so you'd get markers and you'd fill up your marker with it could you just not buy a marker with it or would it be expensive? No, they'd never way? put that ink. So it was like pad ink. Oh, so it was like for stamps and yeah. shit. But these kids, like kids are so fucking nifty. They worked out that this ink was like you'd write it stick. on and yeah. it just wouldn't come off. You'd yeah. wipe it off and then there's like this sort of blue mark. Like The, it's, the subculture runs so deep, dude. It's like... And I, I asked Stusso about this because Stusso... If you send this episode even, to him. Yeah, he was even getting... Um, he showed... He posted a photo of guys up at the top of the um, Nilex sign. Yeah. And there was heaps of graffiti. Guys were getting into it, obviously, up there. So too. abandoned buildings is like where it's at for doing graffiti. So the question that I have about it is I was wondering... I was driving along the other day and I saw this like white van. I'm like, why why aren't we uh, seeing more graffiti on cars? Mm. I heard stories of people like throwing that blacktop ink into a convertible before. I, it was never first-hand story, so yeah. it might have been bullshit. But you're right. I don't know. See, here's the thing, right? You could think... listening to me respect, doing, maybe? Yeah, you could listen to me about me doing graffiti back in the day 
Be like, you fucking disrespectful little shit. But people within the subculture, like, literally have rules. Yeah. What are some of the rules? Well, don't spray paint a car, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, then don't spray paint a wall. Nah, wall's free game. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Walls are fine. So so there's also stuff about tagging on other people's graffiti? Yeah, you can't... What do you call it? What do they call it? Um, Cap. So it was like, don't fucking cap my piece. Really? Don't cap my piece. Because I saw that a couple of times walking around today, like beautiful murals. Yeah. That had some fucking idiot. That is written. Ruin it, yeah. So there was literally fear from getting bashed by the older guys. Yeah. In the gangs, in the... Is it a gang? Like Some you- of them were pretty hard, like like more violent than others. There was a few. There was a gang called TSF, which yeah. is still around. And there's a, I heard there's one guy in it now that the the rumour is, because I sort of still have connections to these areas, is like, oh, no, you don't fuck with that dude. His um, brother's like a full-blown jail dude, jailbird. And he's... Um, so what's the difference between like bikies and gangs, do you think? Well, bikies would laugh probably at graffiti gangs. Yeah. Because they're legit organizations. That, and uh, bikies, bikies aren't criminals. <laughs> bikers well, aren't criminals. Aren't, but there's a difference between bikers and bikies, isn't there? Bikers you'll see on the Great Ocean Road with their little headsets. <laughs> that will be me one yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Touring. Yeah, bike, bikey gangs. So yeah. the Comancheros and. Um, can you not name any? That's making me uncomfortable. No, when but you they're fine. You can. Okay, great. Banditos. They're on the yellow pages. No, but actually, they're, they're all actually famous, canceled, like that. the we're, Mongols. It's yeah. like talking about the gangs in New Zealand that are famous, the mongrel mob. It's like they're just facts that these are around, right? And I'm not saying they're criminals. They've like a lot of them have, have legit businesses. Can and we not support them either? The way that you, do. <laughs> they're legitimate. They're. <laughs> Josh, I'm just about to ask you. Do you want to join? No, I actually. How about this? When I was a uh, kid, when I was. Uh, would be year 11 I was doing music industry and my teacher I didn't do any of my classwork and he was in a uh, cover band a queen cover band yeah and he he was Freddie Mercury in the band and he said that if I went to film him at music land in the western suburbs he had a gig on if I filmed it that he would pass me because he would count those like industry experience so he picked Bree and I up about 11 p.m. for like a like after midnight show how old were you 16 like 16 17 and then the best part was he then had another gig like a couple of weeks later that was at a bikey gang and that was a where mum's like mum's like yeah you can't go to you're not going to the, the club i'm intrigued by bikies yeah i was sitting next to some banditos how do you know that they're banditos? Oh, then this is why I'm talking about it because they rock up, they're on their bikes, park them on the pavement, and they've they're patched. So they've got their like, um, is it like their jacket that has banditos. And they've all got to have Harley Davidsons or no? no not specifically, but there was a pro, uh, prospect, which was like a, a bikey in the making before they're fully patched. So have There's you something- watched Sons of Anarchy? No. Fuck, if you watch... Have you been into any of this gang stuff? No, because like- I think it's sort of... It's, it's a little bit childish. <laughs> it's a little bit... See, now you've mentioned them all. They can, But it's just all like... There's um something a bit sad about it. But the, So there's... Other than the bikey gangs, because there are some that are a lot less 
active within criminal, uh, you know, criminal activity. What is one on like the low end? Uh, I think the outlaws aren't that prolific in crime. Um, and they've even got outlaws in their name. Uh, one of my mate's dad was, was the president, so really? they're at the top of the outlaws. And they were um, pretty tame. Yeah, they're tame. They, yeah, I, well, I think they still had some things going on clubhouses getting raided but like the ones at the top the you can just look in the paper you'll find like um the mongols and stuff like that they're some pretty hefty ones but they, man like in terms of, it's like talking about graffiti in the subcultures like these like um the gypsy jokers and the banditas these are all uh, the what's the the rebels and there's another one these all come from international so they started like scattered around america yeah and they work their way out like the mongols have clubs in thailand and have yeah, clubs sure. in melbourne and fucking singapore i think they probably get into like the human trafficking and shit no like i mean not the i know if i went to high school with a few dudes who are bikies now full face tats and where and does shit. the like, money go i don't know so this is that's why i'm so intrigued because you from the outset we probably couldn't make a doco on it could we because there's get, already been oh really made. yeah sure of course i'd love to have a bikey on this and talk to them about this stuff but what I'd worry about is they might just say, well, now you get to start paying us 500 bucks a week because you yeah. had us on the show. I don't know. You just never know. But I, I'd love like... Is that the ex- sort of shit that happens? Well, gangs have always been known to sort of like give protection and the protection's not needed. They just oh. offer the protection and you got to pay now. Fuck. You know, when I was in Port Melbourne... Uh, Common Chero is in Port Melbourne. Yeah. And we were, I think, uh, we used to live on Knott Street. And uh, bang, bang, bang one morning. And I look outside on the balcony. There's a big fucking SWAT van, like a big yeah. SWAT, like a, not a van. It's like a, one of those like heavy artillery fucking vehicles. Mm. And they're like over the speaker, like, Do you come out, blah, blah, blah. Shit. Yeah, fucking crazy. And I... um ended up I was on uh, Triple M News of course you were out on the balcony <laughs> just, just doing what's it with me and balconies and telling did stories? you not think that you're about to comment about a Bikey gang stuff. of bikies it was all very low level stuff all I said was yeah I heard the noise in the morning it oh, woke yeah. me up visit my Facebook page <laughs> but um, no that was that was interesting that, this shit doesn't fall, I don't know why it doesn't scare me like it used to. When I was a kid, drugs and gangs and all of this shit really scared me. I remember uh, being in the car with my cousin in St. Kilda mm. and having a junkie try and open the door of the car. Mm. And I was like fucking freaked out. And then her house got broken into in St. Kilda. Yes. Have you ever... You had that one... Uh, incident in bondi with your hard drive your yeah, uh, laptop had, yeah i haven't had much burglaries but the the gang that we used to be scared of or you'd hear all the and they were earlier days than us so i, I grew up sort of late 90s 2000s two like mid middle 2000s when i was a real little punk and it's um and i early 2000s but the oakley wogs and I'm just using. I'm not calling them wogs. That's what they call themselves. Sure, the o, they, they, their logo was O, and then in the middle W. They just copied the. Um, it's almost Volkswagen. <laughs> but they um, they were known to be like pretty fucking brutal. Really? Oakley wogs would have the best spreads when it comes to food, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't they? Look, mum's mate. Look, <laughs> got some leftovers from mum. 
And you so guys, in Oakley, yeah. it was where they were. They all start fighting, get stitches because they, <laughs> they ate too much before the... the uh, yeah, no, so like when I think about gangs, I think about um, like the uh, bandanery type things and like having like the red... Oh, Crips. Band- yeah. Did you, bloods, ever, bloods. did you ever get into bandanas? Nah. Did you ever have a bandana? Nah, nah, I wasn't into that. That's like very American gang culture Crips that was at like my school there was a few kids doing that sort of shit was there? That, yeah. I mean but I think that they were hard. being yeah it's, it's literally tryhards you definitely feel like I walk through a gr- like I'm more I'm more worried about junkies if I was walking through a group of and when I say junkies just dr- severe drug users yeah. that are unstable based you know on that versus walking past a pack of young kids what would your approach be so uh, I had a friend Kiki who's from the US, lived in Carlton. Yeah. Uh, walking along Carlton, 7 p.m. Girl? Girl. And she, uh, a, a, a gang basically came out, ripped her phone out of her hand. She went to chase the guy and there was like four of the other guys behind her who said, don't chase him yeah. or you'll get hurt. And it was some sort of initiation thing. The police told her that they had done about five phones in the last 20 minutes all in that area what would your strategy be if that happened yeah fuck what i feel like i well it's never happened to me and Mm. i feel like i've always had my wits about me yeah would you be the type to push back on it or would you just allow it to happen Fuck yeah in the in the moment i probably would um no like i'd size it up yeah. Like I think that's I think I I l- would like to think I'm street smart and mm-hmm. I would l- weigh up if there was two of them. Yeah. Fucking straight right to the f- nose of one of them you would, yeah. and then a f- solid roundhouse to the other. I'd like to think I would do that. But I I wouldn't want to. Now, I now actually I I take that back. I'm always I try and defuse situations. I yeah. old me would have tried to front kick one of them and do a, sh- a flying elbow to the other. Yeah. But the the uh, the older me well, and the more sensible stab me. You. Like if they're no, coming what, after that, no, you, that's what I think about. Yeah, I think about getting stabbed and all yeah. those things. So I'd just be like, whatever, take it. Yeah. Nowadays, I, I definitely. Yeah, I remember as a kid. Well, what were you taught as a kid if something was happening? Like if you were say getting abducted. Do you remember, were you no, told I, never, I can't remember those. Do you know what I was told? Like, this is what our class was told. That if we, you, anything was happening, you were getting abducted to yell, fire, fire. And the like idea that. is that uh, people are more likely to, if there's a fire, people will like fucking freak out and want to do something straight That's away. That's a good one. But a bit fucking confusing though. Because like, where's yeah. the fire? And then you have to explain. Like, I was only saying that because this guy was abducting me. And like, well, you're a fucking liar. Why are we going to listen? But anyway, did you any... You have the scary things in school where it's like those conversations where there's been a man who's been walking mm. around and he's been going up to the fence and asking kids to come. I, so, I didn't have that. Yeah, we had that in our school. Far so it's like everyone, if, if you see anyone at the fence, don't do anything. Like, you know, don't go to the fence. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it's fucked up. The, the, that's a thing that was, I remember being so scared as a kid or just thinking about like these fucking predators. I didn't think, I didn't think about that much. I was just out on my bike and my blades and down the bowl and riding around. I never, it was never a fear. I never had that fear for me. Did, as have a you kid. had any? Did you have any incidents 
as a kid where you felt like really unsafe? Oh yeah, I I was in in situations where um mate was like rolled. Was that being mean? rolled is like gives you phone. Okay. I want your phone. Mm-hmm. And so there was this this natter dude who's still around so I won't mention him. But he's been in and out of jail now. And um horrible like they now have guns and shit so it's like anyway I you was went at, to school with him? No, no, no. So he was like a bad kid then and older, probably 17, when yeah. I was like fucking thir- 12, 13. Yeah. And he rolled my friend in front, like I was standing with him and he's like, you know, trying to get his phone off him. And um, and yeah, so I was there for that. And I was there for another time when another guy got rolled for his phone. It was a real thing back in the day, rolling kids for their phones. Because all they have to do is say, give us your phone. Yeah. Because if someone said, give us your phone, and I said, no, and say, fucking give me your phone or I'll hurt you, mm. you'd probably give them the phone. Yeah. And so, and and especially when it's like these dudes who have reputations that you're like, oh, shit. And so, but I, I look back and the, like, I would now be twice the size of this dude. And yeah. It, and it's but just... It's not that, it's the fact that they're cowards and that they're going to fucking stab you in yeah. the fucking chest and also like my point is when I'm y- when you're young right like older kids that are like three years older than yeah well they've gone through puberty and all that sort of thing they're, they're like so men. big they're like men yeah. and now I look at these kids I drive past them they're all like you know those lads that have got their hats up you know hats sort of sticking out the hair pointing out yeah. they're called lads if you look that up you'll is get the really- sense they look like tennis players <laughs> but like they were scary to me when I was a kid yeah. in terms of like seeing a pack of these. Now I see them and laugh, but it's just because I'm older and sort of, uh, I guess, yeah, see wearing that stuff polo like, shirts isn't scary. Yeah, mm. yeah. They went, they shopped at Lacoste <laughs> and it was DFO Lacoste, <laughs> yeah. which was a great, the great Good client. Good sales at great DFO. Client. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. It's the Daily Talk Show. Remember, as Tommy said at the front, you can send us mail. It's P.O. Box 400, Abbotsford, Victoria, 3067. Thanks, Michelle, for sending that through. And you can also review us on iTunes through the podcast app. You. We'll see ya. Have a good one. Bye.